0: Indiana Jones in a podcast about Indiana Jones. Every movie, Jones, one, Indiana one Indiana minute at a time. The Indiana, Indiana Jones. Minute
1: Welcome back to The Indiana Jones. Minute this is the podcast where we desecrate church property with the film Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, one minute
0: at a time. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Pete Bummer. I'm Gerald Christopher, eagerly awaiting seeing Marcus in action, Porter.
2: <laughs> and I'm Dr. Jamie. I'm an archaeologist. Welcome
1: hey. back, Jamie. Our old Thank friend you. from the Well of Souls and our old friend from... Wait, where were you in Temple of Doom? I totally forget. That's rude, Tommy. Uh, I
2: was at the super awkward dinner where we talked about the oh, East India Company. Oh, of course.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, yes, yes, oh that's right. In those great disguises.
0: <laughs> and and you le- you yeah. legitimize our podcast.
3: You do. Do yeah. I? That's a, that's a lot you know?
0: to put on her, Jerry. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's,
1: yeah, I'm not this sure she knows well. what's it. Yeah. She's been properly vetted. We don't know what skeletons she has in the closet. That's an archaeology joke. Skeletons hey. in the closet.
0: I keep them under my desk. <laughs> oh, there you go. Tom's the funniest guy on this See? show. See? Yeah. Look at that! I'm sorry, Pete. Always, <laughs> always talking about his mummy. Yeah. Uh-oh, oh, geez, Pete, that was
3: classic. <laughs> that, was, that was
1: that was quick too. We all have these little. We, have, we each have a humor meter over our heads right now, like on the Sims or something. Yeah, are yeah. <laughs> all going backwards, it's flashing bright green.
0: <laughs> You're
1: bringing the whole thing together. That was last movie. <laughs> Anywho, let's see if we can keep this up for a minute. Thirty-one. Which begins with Indy lifting up the broken marble slab from the library floor, and it ends with Indy and Elsa discussing pagan symbols on the walls of the catacombs under there. And um, I'm immediately annoyed at the beginning of this minute. Um, I think there should be a new rule that um, you're not allowed to say the word bingo in a movie unless you are playing bingo. <laughs> Indy lifts well, up that. Well, s- well now wait a what? minute. Wait a what? minute. What? Yeah. Wait yeah. a what? minute.
0: I th- I want to go back to last minute here. <laughs> you can't I do that. Back. <laughs> no, well, only forward, Jerry. Let's, I, I, and, and Pete, I think you're going to get this and dig it. We have 3, 7, 10. <laughs> oh. And then Indy smashes down on the free space. Oh, wow. <laughs> look at the floor, Tommy. Use your clue. No, clues. wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> no, 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 wait a minute. They're playing. No, it's a bingo card. No, but you
1: have to have at least, no matter how you're playing, you have to have at least five numbers, right?
0: That's not how they did it in the Middle
2: Ages. Oh
1: really? Well I don't know from the Middle Ages. <laughs> That's maybe. not how they
2: played bingo. No. Because they didn't play bingo. No one was playing bingo See? in the
0: middle ages. <laughs> Since, why do we need the archaeologists on an telling us about the an middle an ages? <laughs> 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 That's I thought about He smashes right in the free space, and then, of course, bingo. Well, why do you have to smash B-I-N-G-O? the free space? <laughs> if you already have it, you don't have to smash it. No, because well, he, he's, that, he's that kid that when he
3: wins yeah. in checkers, he like knocks all your pieces <laughs> off the board. Yeah. And... yeah. I mean, we know that. We know that. It's it punctuates emphatic. it. Emphatic. Yeah, no. yeah.
2: <laughs> when he says bingo, I immediately hear the line from Jurassic Park when they're like, dino DNA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can't hear that word without thinking of
3: that <laughs> oh my god well we get a uh what i think is great is elsa says you don't disappoint dr jones you're a great deal like your father and i love that we immediately get this double entendre that i don't think indy's picking mm-hmm. up on. Oh, wh- <laughs> to be fair
0: you wouldn't wait is it. that now i i is that what she says yeah i, I heard that you don't disappoint jo- oh god all right yeah i thought i mean pete's gonna it, this is gonna get cut out <laughs> but i thought you said you don't disappoint dr jones you're d- just like your father's <laughs> and then lower me down yeah
1: yeah, and then he accidentally <laughs> drops her into the floor. He totally misunderstood what she was saying. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. I mean, I didn't have the closed caption on, you know. But look, a- a- after you've seen this movie, you know, once, okay, and you know what happens—little mm-hmm. spoilers. It's a little creepy now every time you hear Elsa compare Indy to his father. Mm-hmm. Well, Elsa's just f- speaking <laughs> with them. Sorry. I probably shouldn't nope. say that
3: word. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. In this case, it's literal. Exactly. Offended. Yes. Yes.
0: As, it would, as, as I always say, when things sometimes get sexual and crude, <laughs> we're just working with what the movie gives us. <laughs> that's, right. so that's very true. Yeah. Yes. they they are the ones who set this up. They're the ones
2: who made her say, "Lower me down."
0: Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I like right before that, Indy gets very boorish. And he's like, except he's lost and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Screw that guy. Dumb old man. He'll never
0: have
1: a girlfriend.
0: He's literally, I his message is, I don't get lost when I go holy grailing. Right. <laughs> right,
1: yeah. yeah like,
0: yeah. what?
1: I, I mean, don't spend my entire life doodling in a diary and then get lost. Not me. He, you know, he he
0: really is vindictive here.
3: Yeah, he's vindictive this whole
0: movie. He has now. really bad father issues.
1: He does. I mean, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot to work out. He's—he's he's, he's, his dad's missing, yeah. and he's got conflicting ideas, feelings and issues about that. And so, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be a little
3: weird, weirder than normal, even weirder than Indiana Jones. Well, speaking about weirder than normal, <laughs> does does Indy prefer a woman like Elsa who dives right in and is excited to get into this adventure, or does he prefer someone like Willie who's scared and he has to protect?
0: That's a good. It's, question. Not, it's not even. It, it's not, it's, that's a simple question. It's very easy. Really? He, yes. He prefers, okay. he prefers an Elsa. And, um, I, I mean, it's crystal clear. First of all, he's, I'm, I I mean, he, he, he comes at her from like second two, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. you know what yeah. I mean?
0: And she's aggressive and, and as she is sort of confident and aggressive, we, we see that she's confident, um, yeah. just from the start. He even amps it up. He goes from like gear three to gear five. Yeah. Yeah. and and what's interesting, um, you know, we've talked about Elsa being Indy's professional equal, and you know, when Indy upends the capstone to the catacombs, she, she's kind of turned on. Yeah,
2: definitely.
3: Yeah, we'll get there, but she, yeah, and
0: and they, you know, we're, we're in keeping with a a little bit of the sexual theme here of this minute, you know, for you know, <laughs> she, like for the first time, she engages Indy with outstretched arms. That's true. She's Lamb? letting him in. Yeah, she's like, like, she. One might say she's as giddy as a schoolgirl. Could be.
1: and then he's into that. <laughs> anyway.
2: Yeah. I, I feel like they're like feeding off each other intellectually too.
0: Yeah, this yeah. is the first time yeah. he's been yeah.
1: like even Marion. Like her dad was mm-hmm. a crazy archaeologist, but he didn't. She wasn't like you know in the know about any of this stuff. She's yeah. not into
3: the same stuff.
1: But he's here he's into. got like somebody who is who's like you know a, a doctor of this kind of stuff. Is she an actual, it's she actually and is also an beautiful. Yes. She is beautiful. But but Mm -hmm. I mean she she's an archaeologist. That's what her 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 doctor it is in.
2: I don't know if it's ever (laughs) explicitly stated, but (laughs) I think it's pretty pretty inferred. I mean
3: she could be a podiatrist, but I mean we should be a a podiatrist. uh, Jamie, we've been trying
1: to we've you know, we've been with Elsa for like, I don't know, a week now or something, and we've been Mm -hmm. trying to kind of pin down like, you know, everyone loves Marion. Marion's the bell of the ball. No one's gonna top Marion. People are really split on Willie. A lot of people hate her guts. We started to kind of love her after a while in our own weird way. I like Willie. But yeah. I like Willy. Yeah, yeah. I think I kind of like Willie. But like Elsa is kind of not a non-entity, but she's like, people don't talk about her. People don't like even put her in the rankings or anything. And we're trying to kind of pin down why. And a mm-hmm. moment like this, she's like, she, like, without batting an eye or like, ooh, gross or anything, she's like, lower me down. She's like, she's not... Worried about her pumps or her jacket or anything. She's just lowering me down into the muck and the mire. Let's go check this thing out.
2: Yeah, she's doing the like the Ginger Rogers, everything Indy does, she's going to do in heels.
1: Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a really good character, but yeah. (laughs) yeah.
2: I think that we would have to get into some heavy spoilers to discuss why Elsa might not be universally beloved. <laughs> you know,
1: Jerry hasn't seen either. That's true. Yet, so I haven't seen. I think I know what you're alluding yet. to, and that's actually well, a really obvious point that I never actually thought of. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: just say she's morally wow. ambiguous.
3: True, but is that, that brings up the question: Is there a difference between Elsa and Indy? If Indy were born in Austria mm. or Germany, would he wind up doing the exact same thing that Elsa's doing? Yes, mm-hmm. I think so too.
0: Yeah, Indy is morally ambiguous as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, he, he he sneaks under the door as it's shutting and grabs his hat and lands on the right moral side. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You're like, fine. But, I mean, the door was closing and he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Uh huh. He, like, at the last second, he, he turns more. Yeah, whatever
1: government he belongs to is just, they're just footing the bill for his crazy adventures and right. yeah. pure, bureaucratic fools. And you'd have disdain for them anyway. Right. And Yeah.
2: Though so I. I feel like this movie is has more of, like, Indy as, like, a moral defender of freedom character than the other two because yeah, of the, like, I, so I, I don't know. I, again, this is about, like, getting into later minutes, but there's some pretty mm-hmm. overt scenes of evil Nazis, even more so yeah. than there were in Raiders of the Lost mm-hmm. Ark. Right. They're on their home so. turf. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Well, the yeah. The Nazis is just kind of you know not you know set them up, knock them yeah. down. I mean, you know, it's if only it was now. that easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one ever
1: lost a popularity contest by punching a Nazi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Elsa, you know, Elsa lands on the bones and she looks up, and she's flushed. Mm-hmm like her face is flushed with excitement. She's an archaeologist, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, it's true. But you know, she again, she she you know, she sort of uh, is turned on and 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 she, you know, she's a little hot and bothered and and somebody asked the question, you know, is is Indy like this? And I think right here Indy is definitely turned on because Elsa doesn't scream. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean that, that this is not your father's Willie, yeah. uh. <laughs> or whatever. Or, or... Uh. <laughs> yeah, that I didn't even mean it like yeah. that. Jeez. it worked though. This movie's it's just it's
1: just pitfalls everywhere. <laughs> well done, Jerry. I like that. I don't know. Um, I'm just thinking though. Marion is actually kind of squeamish, isn't isn't she? Like she, I mean, not. I mean, she'll punch a guy in the face and she'll break a bottle over somebody's head. But like you know, she gets grossed out by snakes and zombies and stuff and I wonder if uh, to be
3: fair, Indy's a little squeamish too.
0: Sometimes that's true. Yeah, he's afraid of snakes. I'm just saying though
1: that Elsa is like you know she couldn't care less.
3: Yeah,
0: but she's she's a, she's appropriately so, mm-hmm. and she also like she like when you think of when she's she's like, Indy, you know the the torch is running out, the torch is dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like when she does that, you're like, well, she can't use it to fight the snakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's originally shocked by the snakes, but you know that she's not overly dramatic about it mm. sure yeah yeah i i mean I, she doesn't strike me as squeamish i mean she owns that bar in yeah. A, nepal yeah she's
1: appropriately grossed out by gross things
2: right
0: <laughs> yes right she, she's a goldilocks grossed out you know like elsa's
2: <laughs> used to dealing with stuff like this elsa's like clearly used to field work.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah and I love how she, like, literally jumps in with both feet. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's a different character than we've seen in these movies before for a female. Yeah. yeah. I think that's awesome.
2: She continues the tradition of being, like, a pretty filled-out female character.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. Who has, like, shades of ambiguity.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: Well, so, I mean, on paper, as you said this, Tommy, on paper, Elsa would be perfect for Indiana Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a
1: perfect character for an Indiana Jones movie.
0: Yes, they they should be. They they're a beautiful, perfect couple. Mm-hmm. But they, but but you know, then she's got a butt. Yeah. Right. I mean, isn't that, that when they say like like everybody has a butt? Mm-hmm. That's true, Jerry. Hers is a pretty
2: serious <laughs> one. She's got. A, she's got a
1: big, huge butt.
3: What? No. She's.
2: Got... <laughs> oh my God! That woman is so thin. She's like a I size know. zero or something.
3: Yeah, I like though. As soon as she gets down to the bottom. Indy, like Indy jumps down and then he immediately needs to show her that he's in charge. Yeah. And like he jumps down after her, but then he he gets down like a step lower and he's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll show you the way. I've never been here either. Yeah. And then he kind of <laughs> yeah. lifts her up and puts her
1: down like, hey, what are you yeah. waiting for? Come That's on. It's kind of the Indy from the comic books, actually, isn't it? Wow. We've been talking about yeah. them on the Patreon show. And uh, yeah, he's he's he's, he's comes he, he doesn't have that Harrison Ford charm in those things, but he's got similar mm-hmm. attributes like this. Uh, but one yeah. thing before yeah. they get into the hole, before Indy jumps down, there's one thing, like, just before we started recording, I noticed this for the first time in my life, mm-hmm. uh, Indy's handing the diary to Marcus, and as he does that, he takes out what we later find out is the rubbing mm-hmm. from the from the stone, uh-huh. which I guess, we'll, we'll talk about this more later, but uh, I, I just never noticed that he had that, I'm like, wait, does he? is the diary in his pocket right now getting soaked? Like when he's you know later on with like you know like fire and stuff and everything. Oh yeah. But yeah. So uh, I, I just never noticed this one little detail that he actually grabs Oh Yeah, he that.
0: gives it to Mar he gives it to Marcus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah. And then he, he it's interesting because at first it looks like he's taken out that marriage statistics from the future <laughs> yeah. page. I'm gonna be rich with these future <laughs> statistics for marriage.
0: <laughs> you know, you know what's great is just like in Temple of Doom, right at the entrance to these catacombs. We have another Mo and Joe googly eye. Yeah, like, and they show them. But I mean, these guys don't have their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I mean, I yeah, maybe the Mo and Joe googly eye. That's kind of collectible if they keep their eyes. <laughs> but I mean, the import the important thing is, you know, whether romantic or platonic, we have another couple that faced death together. Yeah. What's their story? You know, what's like sure why is. Book the tomb <laughs> why is their tomb the welcome mat <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good question yeah like, like like everybody i mean the whole point of the catacombs is like no they're neatly filed against the walls well right. Yeah. So, <laughs> well i mean you know the, these guys i don't think these 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 skeletons that we first see at the at, you know the welcome mat skeletons are buried knights no. Or I don't think they're the early Christians. I think they may have been grave robbers or something, trying to get out. Or exactly. that's the, the image yeah. I
1: have. They're like they're like hmm. two masons who got closed in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> they just killed each other trying to scramble out of there or something.
2: What if they're just plague victims who were just kind of thrown down there? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh maybe.
2: Though so we we can discuss the the realistic status of these catacombs whenever you want. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah oh, we've, right, we've right. mentioned that a little you bit you have to ruin our fun we're just trying to watch a movie. <laughs> i'm here right to ruin right things wow. with science that's why you bring me up. okay that's the best way to ruin <laughs> it. <Yep.
0: laughs> speaking of ruining things uh did did any of you guys get a little like when indy descends into the catacombs do you guys get a little map room homesick Oh, it's like yeah, a, that'd be cir- nice. a circular hole mm. with the sunlight shining yeah. through. And we just yeah. had that
1: uh that map room, uh, you know, blowing dust out of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They they really do kind of breadcrumb you along here. Yeah. With, you know, it's not white bread, maybe it's wheat bread, but they're right. still taking you right back to Raiders and hitting your Raiders comfort zone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which
3: might be a mistake. But
1: okay, let's let's move <laughs> along.
3: <laughs> But yeah, Jamie, we we've discussed a little bit the uh, the impossibility of there being catacombs underground, which would be underwater in right. Venice, beneath these in these mud flats, right. basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the things that uh, that Indy State says during this minute, where he's talking about like pagan symbols from the fourth or fifth century, and then he's talking about like six hundred mm-hmm. years before the Crusades. I actually just read a a paper today that just came out in December that's trying to set an early date for Venice because Venice Mm. kind of uniquely among Italian cities, doesn't have a Roman past, Uh, even though Uh Venetians for a long time tried to invent one to make themselves seem more important. But the earliest written Uh records for Venice are about um, from the 800s, basically when supposedly St. Mark's relics came and, were buried uh, in St. Mark's Basilica, which was then built over where the relics were. And in this new paper, they had some radiocarbon dates on some sediment cores that they took from under the Piazza of San Marco, which is where the Basilica is. And they found uh, activity for the late 600s to early 700s. And so that seems like some of the earliest dates we have for the settlement of Venice. That's Hmm. a little earlier than these pagan symbols fourth or fifth century who knows what that's supposed to be yeah
3: well i'm curious because you know the legend that the venetians like they first they're you know they have the two legends the one legend is that the three guys from padua came and started the city but then the the other legend is that they came to escape the huns and they built this kind of these reed houses out in the lagoon so the huns could capture them and they kind of you know kept going on there and i'm curious if they can be pushed back that far eventually like if that there's some some possibility that there's something in that this paper Mm.
2: seemed to think that which admittedly is just a single paper um but it seemed to think that there would have been too much water like they still had to move around where the canals were and things like that some of the other areas around venice Mm -hmm. like north of venice has some roman activity um and then south of venice Mm -hmm. on the if you look at the map, there's that really long island, like long and skinny, kind of shaped like New Zealand, which is on the south part, and that area mm-hmm. was probably settled. But like the center of Venice, like San Marco and that area, was almost certainly underwater or not a large enough space to build on.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, hmm. I you know I'm I don't I don't understand what the line. What significance does the line have? I mean, they—they, they, uh, what line? The the line. I'm sorry. Pagan symbols, fourth mm. or fifth oh. century. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, and I'm thinking, yeah, maybe, I don't know, BC. Like, why why would we have pagan symbols?
2: Well, supposedly after the fall of Rome, all of Europe descends into this like barbarian pagan time, which is not really true, but that was. The popular conception that's definitely what indie in the 1930s would have thought
0: oh interesting oh yeah okay yeah of like the dark huh. ages you know
1: they're accurate about inaccuracies in this
0: movie
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, yeah.
0: I, I thought maybe they just threw that line in there again to show that elsa is jones professional equal mm-hmm. i
3: think so you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah she can identify yeah. stuff yeah I yeah. yeah yeah so. even if they're the fact that they're both making stuff up, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the eleventy billionth B.C. Pagan
0: <laughs> well, why, why, I mean, it just does that line service later? Is it like, oh, the Night Templar, they were, you know, they kind of had these pagan rituals. I don't know. That does does that come into play at all?
2: Uh, no, I think Indy says like either Indy or Elsa says Christians would have dug their own passages and burial chambers centuries later. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah. that we're supposed to believe that they're in a pagan area of the catacombs, and then when they break right. through the wall, yeah, they enter this
0: Christian area.
3: On a good side, yeah, it's like they go through time. It's got like the pagan yeah. area, the <laughs> Jewish area, and then the Christian yeah, it's area. Like right. yeah. I, you
0: know, I'm 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 glad we have an archaeologist on here because <laughs> are th- is there a pagan era of catacombs? I thought like the Etruscans built catacombs. Yeah. But wouldn't that be catacombs a catacombs are
2: pretty. <laughs> Well, if it's naturally formed, sure. But like like Pete said, the Etruscans who were definitely what we would call pagan dug out catacombs and so did tons of other civilizations.
0: Okay. And then maybe they built the church over the pagan catacombs. And then they and then and then they they expanded. Yeah. The Christians. They had an add on. Right. Yeah.
2: Like there's lots of like <laughs> reuse of pagan sites to become Christian yeah. churches.
3: They gentrified. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. I like that subdivision. <laughs> yeah. But I, you mentioned the the St. Mark thing. The Venetians, kind of in the early ninth century, they really wanted to show that they had like a church and a city that could compete with anybody. But they mm-hmm. needed first class, prestigious relics. So this dude uh, Justiniano Participazio <laughs> went to Egypt. And he bribed a couple of uh, Egyptian monks at a, at a cemetery where Saint Mark was buried, or where they thought Saint Mark was buried. And they took his body and they hid it in a, a bunch of baskets of pork so they could get it through customs in Egypt. <laughs> wow! And Whoa. brought it back to Venice. And then they said, "Hey, this is Saint Mark." And then they built Saint Mark's over it, <laughs> or the original Saint Mark's. But that was like that's I, again, you know, I don't know how much truth there is in that, but that's their origin story of why how Saint Mark's came to be. Crazy. Yep.
2: I the whole like. All the stories about acquiring relics are just delightful.
3: They're so good. <laughs> but it sounds like something that people would talk about today. Like, oh, let's hide it in pork. Right. Like, right? It's just like so, like <laughs> such a middle finger.
0: Yep. <laughs> we got to cut that out. Pete said middle finger. Yeah. <laughs>
1: hey, I have a really good question, by the way. That I I don't I don't think we asked this last week. Uh, where's Indy's hat?
2: Well, was he wearing it when he got to Venice?
1: He was wearing it when they got off the boat and met Elsa and walked over to the church. The church library. But as soon as he
3: gets into the library, he doesn't have it on. Yeah. So maybe there's a hat rack. Maybe
1: he takes it it off inside. I don't know. So like after the boat chase later on, he's like, oh, I got to stop by the library.
3: Hang on. I got to. Oh, where's my coat check? Oh, I don't have my ticket anymore. Oh, God. (laughs) But it's the same thing with what happens to his hat when he's in the map room. Like, does he wad it up and put it in his pocket? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a magical hat. It is.
0: But that there, there should be, I mean, being consistent, there should be a hat that appears on his head right now because he, <laughs> he just went from, like, sort of, uh, you know... Uh, you know basically what was a bookworm to field professor jones yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just uh you know he just the adventure has you know uh just taken a, a more serious <laughs> turn uh, in terms of grave <laughs> robbing instead of the classroom it'd be the funny library. if it was like if it was like
1: batman and he just goes he, as he jumps down he like lands as indiana jones like exactly got his yeah his hat yeah his
3: yeah yeah <laughs> But it's interesting, like, again, and we've talked about this in other movies, but I think the supreme irony here is that if Indiana Jones were just to stop and investigate the fact that he had found ancient catacombs Mm. under Venice, Mm -mm. he would have been far more, far richer and far more famous (laughs) than if he had found, like, eventually a Holy Grail. (laughs) (laughs) Like this, I mean, this would have been bigger than Howard Carter finding King Tut's tomb. This would have been horror. This would have been a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Interestingly... I read that uh, there wasn't, because of the water table situation, there was no archaeological excavation anywhere in Venice until the late 1980s.
3: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
2: I
1: was alive then.
0: Indy would have been the first.
1: (laughs) Wow. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. I'm trying to
0: imagine, how how would you do that in Venice? I mean, would you drudge the river?
2: Um, They've done, like, very limited stuff, and they've done a lot of cores, like soil cores. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah,
1: that sounds like a lot of work.
2: Uh, it's actually <laughs> pretty fun to take soil cores, honestly. Oh yeah?
0: Wh- yeah. Wh- uh, why, what's? What's? Uh, why?
2: Uh, you just, you have like a device. <laughs> and, like, a big...
0: <laughs> no, I don't mean it, I don't mean it like that. I'm saying yeah. Like, what's what do you get when you do it? What's so you get a a cylindrical
2: cross section of soil that goes down through as many layers as you can get, you know, as depth you can go. Um, and then you can look at each layer and you find tons of interesting stuff in there. Like that's the same thing with ice cores, like how we know a lot about um, yeah. climate change is from ice core records because you can look at the layers over time.
0: So do, do you find out sort of what the air was like because the, the dust or the dirt is settling?
2: Yeah, you can find out a ton of stuff. Like you can find out like pollen. So what kind of mm. um, plant life was in the area? You might find mm. things like uh, dung from animals or even, like, little tiny artifacts like beads and stuff like that. Um, and well, then you can do gone. more, like, chemistry stuff. You can look at different isotopes of oxygen which tell us about, um, basically, like, climate has to do with, like, what the atmosphere was like at the time and things like that.
0: And then how large is the screw?
2: There's a whole wide range of them. I can't even tell you. Like, those Greenland ice cores ones are, like, Hundreds of feet long.
0: Oh, wow. oh, that's huge.
2: Yeah. The ones... I've used them in lakes, and we've done, like, three-foot or five-foot ones. Wow, Ooh. where? Uh, in Iceland. Oh, that'd be
0: fascinating.
2: Yeah.
3: My wife and I recently took DNA tests.
2: Oh, did you do 23andMe? Yeah, 23andMe. Oh, wow.
3: And one of one of her surprise findings was that she they, they trace her back to Doggerland. Oh, nice. Which is like the former civilization kind of when, when there was land between the UK and like the Netherlands Mm -hmm. and Denmark and all of a sudden became very interested in it. And, you know, looking at it, some of the archeology span that they did underwater is pretty amazing. Like the stuff that they found and the stuff that they're still finding is incredible.
2: And speaking of Alexandria, there has been a ton of maritime archeology span and underwater archeology span around Alexandria Harbor because, you know, the Nile like silts up that area. And so the Mm -hmm. shape of the Harbor has changed a lot over time. Highly recommend looking that up if you're interested.
3: Cool. They had that, that uh, great exhibit at the British Museum last couple of years. years. Yes. Yes. Underwater stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so there's some real archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. Finally. If you're interested in catacombs, I recommend Paris and Rome. Both have amazing right. catacombs, right. which are similar to the kind that you're seeing Indian Elsa in here. But they Tribune. would be impossible for Venice.
0: <laughs> and what you know? What's the famous one that's in Italy? That's uh, it's like is it a, a in a monastery?
2: I think you're probably thinking of Rome.
0: There's 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 one that's it's a, I think maybe still a working monastery, and they just have the monks. The monks are sort of still. I mean, if you like, hmm. they're still they're still out. All right, I'm gonna look this up. You know I'm talking about. There's that room with the monks. Oh, Pete, come on! Don't let me no. wither here and die. <laughs> you know what I'm backs. talking about? No. All right,
2: I'm, I'm sure gonna I'm gonna look me. it up. I'll get back.
0: To- <laughs> I'm gonna find it for next minute. Yeah, for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the the famous one in Italy and the monks and they let them sort of decay and they.
2: Oh,
3: oh yeah, the
0: yeah. The
2: Capuchin Monastery in Palermo. There
0: you go. That's of course that I was talking about. That you had too, to let them but... twist
1: like that, didn't you? All that was right.
0: cool. Yes, <laughs> I had to let him twist while I Googled it. Uh,
3: <laughs> Those guys are awesome, though. Those are like the guys that were wearing their robes and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm not nuts, right? Hmm.
2: And like kind of in that like Southern Catholic Europe region, like in the Balkans, you find it too. Like, in Assisi, mm. there's, like, three preserved corpses in the cathedral, which are creepy as hell, but <laughs> <pretty cool. laughs> yeah, Yeah. Because you have this whole idea of, like, the body needing to be preserved, and saintly bodies not decaying.
3: Right. Mm.
2: Like, in the Vatican, there's a bunch of popes who are supposedly incorruptible.
1: If you dunk them in the right stuff, then yeah.
0: Oh, Tommy, (laughs) the blasphemer! I'm sorry.
2: This is totally far afield, but can I tell you guys a a weird thing about incorruptible bodies?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or
2: not really incorruptible bodies, but um, in the in the Middle Ages, a lot of people were into being buried in lead coffins, which basically formed like an oxygenless zone, so the bodies wouldn't decay. Um, And then during the Victorian period in England, people got really interested in the middle ages with like the romantic movement and stuff. And so they got really interested in opening the lead coffins of medieval people (laughs) and observing (laughs) them as oxygen ate their features within like 10 or 15 minutes, their bodies would decay. So there's these great Victorian accounts of them being like, Oh, I gazed upon this like, 800 year old Norman Prince and he was really beautiful for like two minutes then his oh, eyeballs wow oh,
0: you're <laughs> like... kidding
3: that's a total Steven Spielberg thing that's,
2: that is. <laughs> I know when it's I like think about the scene at the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark I think about these bodies in their
0: lead coffin oh that's amazing that, that, that strikes wow. me as yeah. like, a, like a Tupperware party yeah,
1: really. <laughs> you know what I mean but how obnoxious <laughs> to do that before like film was invented
0: yeah Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody come on over on Saturday. There's a you
2: can see a few pictures, I wanna say. Like
0: very old
2: pictures. Wow. Uh-huh. Um of like right as the coffin is opened.
3: Crazy.
0: God, tea and yeah. crumpets and decay.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: For everybody. That was that's you nailed the Victorians right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it's safe enough to say they were a little weird. Okay. <laughs> it's a weird time. A little weird.
2: Unlike our time, which is perfect. Right oh,
0: yeah. We make tons of sense. Yeah, we decay mm-hmm. naturally, okay? Yeah. Right.
3: I definitely want to look up these pictures, but I'm scared I'm scared to look up pictures ever uh, since necrotic spider bites. Yeah, and you're going to regret it. Oh,
2: God. These yeah. are going to be kind of gross, too, but they're worth it.
1: Okay. Well, before Pete yeah. goes and discusses himself with some research, uh, does anybody else have anything for minute 31?
0: Oh, hey, oh? um, speaking of things decaying <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Whoa. speaking of go on pumps, the telegraph and, machine busted? yeah, no, uh, wait a minute. this just in from Professor Christie Porter hey. Hey. <laughs> Why do I know more about Elsa's saddle shoes than the pagan symbols? <laughs> no. Yes, yes,, yeah. why wow. indeed. Yes, the
2: pagan symbols yeah. are fake.
0: and the the saddle shoes were real we had to wear them in Catholic school yep Yep. so
1: well Jamie can you join us again tomorrow for minute 32
2: yeah I think so I'll try to think of some more interesting history things to say
1: All right. Um, and until then um, is there anything you want to tell the people about yourself or where they can find you or uh, what you're working on
2: I have a non-archaeology related podcast That is called Radio Clash Revival, and um, it's a revival of the radio show that I did in grad school when I was becoming an archaeologist, and it's just a music and book review show. You can look it up on SoundCloud. It's called Radio Clash Revival.
1: Nice. Well, everybody check that out. Everybody uh, check us out online. You can join us over on Facebook at the uh, Indiana Jones Minute and the Listener's Crusade. That's our group over there where you can chat with us and your fellow indiana jones minute listeners and have a ball and uh, while you're doing that it is really fun jamie's over there pete jerry me others (laughs) um (laughs) but join us over there and please join us here tomorrow for minute 32 of indiana jones and the last crusade here on the indiana jones minute bingo (laughs) 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 Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha
0: <laughs> <laughs>